0: Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. Then all of a sudden you realize that God loves you with an everlasting love. And you're never alone because he's always with you. And he's given you a purpose beyond your wildest imaginations. And he cares about you, he's with you. He has made you whole and complete. You've been adopted into his family even though you might feel alone. And the plans that he has for you, pretty cool, pretty exciting. But you gotta know the truth. You Gotta have that belt in place and whenever you have that in place, all of a sudden you're equipped to really go to battle. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. In this series, Pastor Philip will be teaching us that the world we live in is not a playground, but it is a battleground. That battle does not take place against forces we can see, but with forces that are unseen. As we become more in tune with this battle, we will understand how spiritual warfare impacts our soul, family, church, and culture. Most importantly, we will learn how to claim the victory that God has already won for us in Jesus. Please enjoy the message. Hypothetically speaking, the Broncos of Denver, Colorado are up 50 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they just scored like 12 points in their last game. They're not going to be up 50 to nothing on anybody. But they're up 50 to nothing, five minutes to go in the game. At that point in the game, you're just trying to hold the ground. Take the stand. You don't want to give up more points. It is almost a mathematical impossibility that they lose the game, aside from just giving the ball to the other team. You are not going to lose the game if you're up by that many points at that point in the game. It's just not going to happen. But you're trying not to give up ground. And the spiritual armor of God helps you to take a stand to not give up more ground to the devil. The second thing that the spiritual armor of God does for us and why we need it is it helps us to fight spiritual battles. In verse 12, it says, For our struggle is not against your wife or your husband or some political party or people of different social economic status than you or whatever perspective you might have. It's not against flesh and blood. It's against the rulers and authorities, and it's against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly realms. In other words, you and I have a very spiritual problem, and that requires a spiritual solution. It's like what most of us, or what all of us, experience every single winter. We go out to our driveway at some point in time, and there's 6 to 12 inches of snow there. You have a, when that happens, you have a snow problem. Now, I don't know how you feel. I'm sure you're much more motivated than I am, but sometimes I don't feel like shoveling that. I look at it, and I'm just like, and I just drive right over it and drive on to what do, whatever it is that I do. Now, you probably know what happens. That, that snow that I just drove over turns into ice, and that ice will stay there. It will not, especially if you have a north-facing house like we do, it will stay there for literally weeks or even months at times because it just doesn't get warm enough to melt it. And the ice is just there and kids are falling on it and I'm falling on it. And then inevitably I have to go out there with a shovel and start banging at it to try to break it up and get it off of my driveway. But that's because I have approached the snow problem with some other type of solution. If you've got a snow problem, you need a snow solution, which is a snow shovel, generally, that you take to it. Here's what I'm getting at. If you've got a spiritual problem, you've got to go at it with a spiritual solution, which is the armor of God. And so we're going to get into what exactly each and every one of those aspects of the armor of God are, and you're going to look at them and think, ah, they all kind of sound the same. It doesn't really seem all that important, all that impactful. And I get it. It won't until you're swerving on the road and you're about to go off the edge, metaphorically speaking. And so our text goes on. Our text there goes on, verse 13 But before we get to 13, the third point is this, is that we need spiritual weapons when the worst of life comes our way. The worst of life. It's when the doctor doesn't have a good prognosis. It's when you are standing over top of some tear-stained divorce papers with a hand that is shaking, and you don't know how you're going to put your name on that piece of paper, but you know you have to. It's when you go to a funeral home and you're staring at a casket, not that is seven or eight feet long of someone that's lived this long, glorious 95 year old life. Instead, it's the casket of a little child that maybe only lived a few days or a few weeks. Whenever the days of evil come, you're going to need the armor of God. Verse 13 says, Therefore put on the armor of God so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground. Because whenever you deal with the days of evil those days are bad. And they will rock you to the ground. And what Paul is saying here is that you don't have to go to the psychiatrist. You don't have to run off to the counselor. That maybe there's going to be problems that the doctor just can't fix. And there might be some help in those spaces. I'm not saying that there isn't. But when you have a major spiritual problem, he's saying if you want to stand, you're going to need this armor. So what is it? What is the armor of God? Well, verse 14, we start breaking it down. Verse 14, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Now the belt of truth is essentially God's truth. That is what the belt of truth is. It's God's truth. Again, he is using language of the first century that these people would have recognized. They'd all seen Roman soldiers. These Roman soldiers would run the towns and the communities that they were in. They knew what a Roman soldier looked like. They knew everything that a Roman soldier had. Today, you go into battle, you're going to probably get, you might get a gas mask, you're going to have a backpack with other sorts of accessories. You'll probably get some, like I said, some kind of firearm. You're going to get some different things when you go into battle. Well, he is laying out what exactly a Roman's. soldier, uh, Accessories and uniform would have looked like in this day. And he's given us the significance of that, spiritually speaking, and he starts with the belt because the belt was important. If a Roman soldier was having to go into battle, they would take the tunic, they would then tuck it into the belt, they would have their sword in that same belt, and the belt would actually hold in place their breastplate, which we'll get to in a moment, but that's what protected their heart the belt was incredibly important without it you probably weren't going to win that fight you were going into at least your odds were significantly diminished thank you for tuning in to hope for the day our mission is to offer you hope through christ-centered biblical preaching we certainly hope that this broadcast is doing just that for you today you might not know this but each of these sermons are recorded live at valley view christian church in the denver metropolitan area if you live in the city we'd love to meet you in person we offer sunday services at 8 a.m 9 30 a.m and 11 a.m we have programming for children of all ages dynamic worship plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond sundays outreach initiatives and much much more do you want to know why we do all that we do Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed at a local church. Because it's here that we met Jesus and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. is you have to have God's truth. And there's a difference between just having it and knowing it. And what he's saying is is that you gotta know it if you're gonna go into this battle. You gotta know what the promises are. We handed these cards out last week and we got them available to you today. It's a list of, of lies that the devil wants you to believe. If you don't have God's truth, you're gonna believe these lies. Like you're unlovable. And because of your past, you're useless and you're weak and you have no purpose and you're ordinary and you're never going to have peace in life with with the messes that you've created and you're really alone and nobody cares about you. That's what the devil wants you to believe. But then when you are equipped and you know God's word, then all of a sudden you realize that God loves you with an everlasting love. And you're never alone, because he's always with you. And he's given you a purpose beyond your wildest imaginations. And he cares about you, he's with you. He has made you whole and complete. You've been adopted into his family, even though you might feel alone. And the plans that he has for you are pretty cool, pretty exciting. But you gotta know the truth. You gotta have that belt in place. And whenever you have that in place, all of a sudden you're equipped to really go to battle. And then he goes on in verse 14. Continuing, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and that breastplate was a, very, was a big metal guard that would protect your heart. What this is in reference to is the righteousness of Christ that you and I have. It's in reference to your salvation. I heard someone once say, and it was in the midst of a Q&A, in a very, it was a, more of a secular setting, and this pastor was asked, does homosexuality make you go to hell? And the pastor was a little uncomfortable because it was, it was I think it was like the second question he got asked. Like, man, you don't waste any time. And he said, no, homosexuality does not make you go to hell because heterosexuality won't get you to heaven. I'm pretty confident in that. What will get you to hell is self-righteousness because that's inevitably what you have to settle on if you aren't gonna trust in Christ's righteousness. You have to be your own savior. And maybe you don't believe in Jesus. And I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited that you're open to it. This point is really for you. Because in Christ, you have something to protect that heart and soul of yours. You have something that will get you a past that's forgiven, a purpose for living, and a place in heaven. It's incredible what you get in Jesus, the riches that are available to you by faith in him. But you have to place your faith in him, and that is your breastplate of righteousness. Verse 15, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. He's saying you can have a belt and you can have the breastplate, which are all incredibly important going into battle, and you can even have a few of these other things that we're about to mention, but he's saying that you're going to be compromised. You can still win the battle, but you're going to be compromised because he's talking about your footwear, If you're fighting somebody and you don't have shoes that have some grip, you're going to be sliding and slipping all over the place. It's just going to be hard to really be stable. He's saying that the peace of God, the peace of God that you can have in Christ, that peace with God is available to you. But here's where we try to get our peace from, the news. Maybe it's the, maybe it's a news that we actually get from a a newspaper maybe it's the news we get in our social media feed maybe it's the news we get from a magazine maybe it's news we get from friends or the television but none of that's going to give us peace that news won't but this good news will because we know that in the good news God works all things out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose we know that he is sovereign That he is omnipotent. Nothing surprises him. And I know this is going to sound crazy, what I'm about to say. God is so great. God is so great that he doesn't worry about anything. And that's the one that you are clothed with. That is the one that you're trusting in. And that is the one that's going to give you some solid ground to stand on. Verse 16, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith which, which, with, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. In, in first century battle, an arrow would come from somebody, often, who you couldn't see. Like the devil, those arrows of his are going to come at you. You can't see him, but the arrow, you're going to feel that arrow. And the shield, the purpose of it was meant to block, out, to block away or to cause the arrow to bounce off of you that was coming at you. The equivalent of this is faith. It's a faith that you're going to do and I'm gonna do whatever God asks us to do. That's the kind of faith that we're talking about here. That's a shield. So in Joshua chapter six, when Joshua is commanded to take his army, not against the gate, okay, but instead they're called to have faith, to march them around the city six different times, and then finally to make a great shout on the seventh day and the walls came tumbling down and they went to battle. Because God was teaching them in that moment that they needed to have faith in him and secondly, he was teaching them in that moment that this battle really isn't a physical one, it's a spiritual one. And if you're gonna win a spiritual battle, you have to have faith, specifically faith in his word and his truth and what he has promised you and that he is with you and that he that is in you is greater than he that is in this world and then lastly we have this the last piece of this armor of god take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god actually there's two left the helmet of salvation it's not in reference to your eternal salvation it's your day in and day out salvation that's referred to here and it's a helmet And the purpose of the helmet was to protect your head that's the purpose here And what he's saying here is that you need to and I need to start every single day, really even resets throughout our day in which we put on the helmet of salvation because that helmet is going to protect our minds that the devil is going after. He's going after your mind. And what that would do, that helmet, is it would cause you to focus. You weren't caught up in all the periphery. Your only focus, spiritually speaking, is on Christ and what God is calling you to. That's all you can see. You're not distracted by what's happening with your fantasy football team. Okay? I know I'm thinking about it, too. Don't check, though. I'm watching you. Right now, I give it. Got, we, we're almost done. So you, whatever's going on in the sports world, whatever's going on in the, the rest of the world, whatever's happening in another country, whatever's happening in our country, whatever's happening in somebody else's family or in our family, we're not going to get distracted and caught up in all that to where it's controlling us instead we're gonna focus on Christ and that's gonna be the helmet of our salvation. Lastly here, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now we already talked about the word of God. So again, this is where you start reading this and if you don't really know, then it all sounds similar and it's like, ah, what does this mean? It doesn't mean anything. Oh, well, then we move on, but it does mean something. This is really important because this is in reference to specifically, if you dig into the Greek here, the spoken word of God to battle that enemy when jesus was in the wilderness he spoke god's word to counter the temptations he was facing do you know enough of god's word to counter the temptations you're facing thank you for tuning in to hope for the day I hope that this message has been an encouragement to you. I know that it has been to others. You see, it is through the generous contributions of people like you that this ministry can thrive and get God's truth out into the world. I recently received a card from someone who said, Thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. They are encouraging and refreshing as we get the opportunity to hear biblically-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. And that is just one of several notes that we have received of those who appreciate the teaching here at Hope for the Day Like, for example, that you've, hid, that you've hidden his word in your heart so that you would not sin against him, the Bible tells us. That he is not giving you any kind of temptation into your life that you cannot withstand, but you can stand up under it and he's going to give you a way out. Like you can claim those promises no matter the temptation that you face. And so we speak God's word, the spoken word of God will help us to get through these temptations that come our way. Now check out this diagram that I have for you right here. You have the helmet of salvation again. That is your day in and day out salvation that God is going to lead you through those battles that you are going to face and I'm going to face. Whether it be temptation, whether it be something other else that's happening, maybe in somebody else's life that is coming after us. You have a breastplate of righteousness, which is your salvation because it's your righteousness now, but it's righteousness that has clothed you from Christ in the belt of truth which is God's word that is keeping you in line, not somebody else's truth as people are liking to say, my, this is my truth, this is your truth. No, no, this is the belt of truth. This is God's truth. The sword of the spirit, which is, which is a spoken word that we're going to speak out over top of these temptations and these struggles and these challenges. There is power in speaking his word out. A shield of faith, which is you just saying, I'm going to be radically obedient in this moment that I'm actually going to tell somebody about Jesus, or I'm gonna try to carry somebody else's burden. I'm gonna serve, and I'm gonna help in some space. I'm gonna pour into some kids. I'm gonna actually forgive. I'm gonna believe that it is better to be joyful and to be happy than it is to give in to all this anger and bitterness that's within me. That's obedience that he's calling us to, and a feat of peace, God's peace. It's found in his good news, not in the news of this world. And that is the armor of God. Having said all of that, every single day there are just going to be these moments when, man, it seems like he that's in the world is greater than he that is in us. But what we find in those moments is that there is hope. And I'm reminded of a story in 2 Kings chapter 6 that speaks into this. It's in 2 Kings 6 that the king of Aram is coming against Elisha. And he wants Elisha's life because Elisha has helped one of his enemies. And in this particular story, one of Elisha's servants walks up after he's woken up and he sees this army that is sieging their city. And this is what it says in 2 Kings chapter 6. And this is an incredible story to know, and it's only a few verses long. When the servant of the man of God, being Elisha, got up and went out early the next morning, an army of horses and chariots had surrounded the city. They weren't at war, but there was a battle that was being fought. And this king of Aram wanted Elisha's life. That was the sole target. And Elisha said, Oh, no, my Lord, or this man said, Oh, no, my Lord, to Elisha, what shall we do? And Elisha said, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what you're scared will happen tomorrow. Don't be afraid of maybe that review that you might get from a boss. Don't be scared of that lawsuit that might come against you. Don't be afraid of whatever the future might hold for your kids. Don't be afraid of whatever it is that you're afraid of. However the elections might turn out, whatever legislation might get passed, whatever kind of review people might give you, Don't be afraid, because those that are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord. And what's amazing is I don't think Elisha saw this. I just know that he had faith in it. And he said, God, open this man's eyes so that he may see. And then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked, and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha, And in that moment, the servant knew these guys don't have a chance. And we read stories like that. And I think to myself, man, in heaven one day, I'm gonna, I might go to Elisha and say, Elisha, what was that like to see the chariots and to see the fire and to see that God was with you in that way? But I'm reminded of what a friend of mine once said. He said, in those moments, I think that those great prophets are going to look at us and not, not tell us what it was like to have God with them they're gonna turn it around and say, what was it like to have God in you? Because God being in you is way better than those few moments where God seemingly was with us that we knew it. And that's important as it relates to what we're talking about because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. And when we align ourselves with God and God's will, we always outnumber those things and those people that are seemingly against us. And that's the hope that's in Christ. And what we wanna give you here now in a moment is an opportunity to be prayed for. Because maybe some of these situations you're dealing with seem a little overwhelming. And maybe what you're dealing with, it just doesn't seem like you can get the traction you're looking for. We wanna pray with you. So we're gonna have a couple of leaders off to the side, I'll be over here even. Maybe we'll have one or two over here. And and we're just willing to pray with you if you want to be prayed for about whatever it is that you're dealing with. Maybe you need to have a good reset to realize that God is really greater than all of this, but you need to have that prayed over you. We want to do that. And maybe you just need to put that breastplate of salvation, righteousness on yourself. And we want to encourage you, if you want to talk about that decision to have your faith in Christ, we would love to come alongside you and journey with you as well. And this is a moment for you to respond in that manner too. So right now, let's have, we're gonna have a time of worship as we finish up, a time of prayer too, if you need it. And I'm gonna pray with you now before we get to that. Heavenly Father, um, God, you see us all inside and out. And you know what's in our hearts. And so Lord, I pray for your armor to come upon us in whatever fashion or whatever form we may be neglecting. God, we deal with a spiritual, this is a spiritual battle so, God, may we lean and trust in your spiritual solutions. We're so grateful for what you've given us in Jesus. I pray all this in his name. Well, unfortunately, we have to bring today's message to a close. But my hope is that the word that was spoken was an encouragement to you. That's always our hope here at Hope for the Day. Did you know that these messages are recorded at Valley View Christian Church So we look forward to having you again with us on Hope for the Day.